following radio show takes place between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. Events occur in fake time. My right arm is a lot stronger than my left arm. everybody good evening happy tuesday it is of course tuesday december 7th 2021 and we are doing yet another edition of simulation radio live and i almost bitched out today okay look i know that i put out a post on uh social media today which by the way it is all right quick plug less than five seconds at simulation radio on everything back to this stuff but I, I know that I put out a post today about how, uh, look, I'd probably be taking today and tomorrow off due to some IRL obligations that I had. But uh, the one that was supposed to happen today, uh, or look, I manned up, sat at my desk for the rest of the afternoon, and I put my, my real brain into it and caught up on all of the, uh, the IRL work that I was supposed to do today. So here we are off to have a good time with all of you and i'm so glad that you are choosing to join me today because we do have quite a lot to get to we're gonna have a lot of fun i know we got some serious stuff to get to also but you know don't don't mind that uh we're, we're still gonna have fun even when we cover the serious things trust me don't worry but uh look really quickly doesn't it feel good doesn't it just feel fantastic to Especially if you're uh, if you have one of those jobs where uh, your job is kind of fake and your job is like sending emails all day. I'm not saying mine is because you know we sell stuff and do actual things. But if you're one if you have one of those types of office jobs that's just kind of fake and your whole job is like sending out emails and fucking being on Zoom calls all day, which is a complete waste of time, then it feels pretty good to uh, have just one day every now and it and again. It doesn't come often. One day every now and again where you leave work at five o'clock at the end of the day and you don't have any more emails to get to you. Anything can just sit until tomorrow and you're kind of you're you're caught up and that, that feels pretty good. So here we are doing shows. I thought I would have to be uh, catching up on a little bit of work today because of how much I fell behind. But my duty is to be here delivering the news. I'm a serious news journalist, and that, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie, by the way. Serious news journalist here to uh, deliver all of the good stuff. So we start off because today is, of course, December 7th. It is National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day because, of course, the attack on Pearl Harbor was back in 1941. This is the 80th anniversary and Pearl Harbor if if you want a little bit of a history lesson then uh go look it up but you know uh that it was the attack from Japan on the Pearl Harbor Center in Hawaii 
and this year marks the 80th anniversary of the attacks. It permanently sank two U.S. Navy battleships, the USS Arizona and the USS Utah. Very fine state. Well, at least one of those is a very fine state. I'm not going to say which one is which. You guys will have to decide for yourselves which one of those is the good state and which one of those is kind of the, the you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stop there. So while we're on the subject of Hawaii, actually, and I'm glad that today is a national day in history. Uh, oh, yeah. Hawaii is frozen. And this is actually kind of interesting because, you know, you have that idea of Hawaii as this tropical paradise, right? You go to Hawaii, you lay down on the beach, you crack open a beer, you just sit there, have a good time, and maybe be hated by the locals or not, depending on how you act. I mean, if you act like a fuckwit, then they're probably going to hate you. But if you act like a normal human being, then you're probably fine. Maybe that's just me. But you would not expect Hawaii to be under a blizzard warning because... I have a fun fact, and I honestly thought that, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to do one of those uh, did you news, but fun fact, in the southern hemisphere, which is below the, the equator, which is kind of around Central America, I don't know exactly where the line is drawn, but below the equator, there's dueling seasons where you know how up here in the northern hemisphere which is where uh most of us that kind of interact are except for australia look they're they're all in in covid gulag so we'll leave them over there they don't count we're not talking about them we're talking about hawaii but uh down there in the the southern hemisphere the seasons are reversed so while it's winter over here in the northern hemisphere down there in hawaii or it's uh yeah, down there, it's actually uh, summer, which you wouldn't think is what happened or what you wouldn't think would would cause a blizzard. But this blizzard is actually uh, on a couple of the top peaks in Hawaii. And they have a few uh, they have a few centers over there. The Emergency Management Agency, they have a couple of centers that I saw the pictures of and they look frozen over. And my God. It, it, these these pictures are insane, and I'll show you a couple of these, but it's a Kona Low weather system, which I guess they, they gave a special name to it because it, it's in Hawaii. It'll be impacting the Hawaiian Islands and could bring as much as 25 inches of rain along with flash floods, damaging winds, and landslides to parts of the state, which that, that doesn't sound good. The state governor, he has, of course, declared a state of emergency. Governor David Ige, I-G-E. Again, serious journalist here. I'm not sure about the pronunciation of this. He did declare a state of emergency on Monday due to the heavy rains, which he said were anticipated to continue to cause flooding damage to public and private property. Now, this relentless rain has left parts of the state under the threat of such significant and life-threatening flooding, according to the National Weather Service, already tallying more than a foot of rain over a 48-hour lifespan. And if you look at the the map of how this is set out, I'll, I'll show this to the to you guys on the screen here too. That's a lot. That's a lot of rain. It's flooding now. It sounds pretty bad, but 
they also say the National Weather Service periods of heavy rainfall will continue across Oahu and Kauai. Kauai? Kauai? I probably got it right the first time. As this system pulls deep tropical moisture over the western end of the island chain. But essentially this is caused by a lot of rain, a lot of moisture, and uh, yeah, they're, they're freezing. Oh no. Uh, so naturally the aftermath to all of this blizzard and all this freezing over is uh, when all of that stuff melts, when all of that snow, rain, water, when all that shit melts, it uh, causes a lot of flooding. Now, these are only, of course, I, I mentioned earlier because you would think that, uh, hey, since it's summer over there in Hawaii on the in the southern hemisphere, you would think that, hey, how, how are they freezing over when it's summer? But this is only an effect for the big island mountain summits, which they warned that up to eight inches of, of possible snow. And I'll, I'll show you this picture, too, because uh, check that out. That's a little, little tiny dot of snow. But that's enough to cause major damage. And when all that snow up there melts, imagine all the flooding that's going to happen down there, too, as uh, all the moisture starts to build up and, you know, all that that goopy shit happens. Whoops, I showed you the wrong screen. Whatever. So uh, I'm, I will continue to follow this story along. If there are any massive and catastrophic floods in Hawaii, then... You best believe I will uh, bring this to you. You know, let me show you a couple more of these pictures because I did tease these on. Uh, in fact, I used this as the main teaser for the social media post for tonight. So let me show you some of these. Let me pay off this story a little bit. Look at that. Look at that flooding on that mountaintop or not the flooding, but look at that snow on the mountaintop. Apparently, the last blizzard warning that was issued by the National Weather Service in Hawaii was more than three and a half years ago. This is the picture that uh, I put on social media, too. Look at the fucking icicles. Look at the... Okay, I don't know whether they're stalagmites or stalactites, the ones that point down. That's more science that I don't know. What a surprise. I'm sure this comes as a complete shocker to everybody forecasters did predict that there will be winds of up to 125 miles per hour which that that sounds pretty bad that sounds like it's almost uh hurricane levels right i mean i don't know this is this is just insane uh imagery to look at because the the difference between what you would expect the the juxtaposition between what you view hawaii as the stereotype of Hawaii as this tropical island and you know there's nothing but good times had over there and then meanwhile you've got people atop the the mountains that are freezing to 125 mile an hour winds and eight inches of leftover moisture and all of that shit as the weather gets gets much worse oh here's a time-lapse video that shows the uh the snow falling on the Hawaiian mountain because Oh my God, this is this is insane. In fact, let me see if I can I can zoom in on this for you guys so that you can check this out too. I'll I'll put this on the screen as well because this is just maybe this is only interesting to me, you know all the all all this weather science, but you know maybe uh maybe somebody else finds it interesting too. 
Look at this time lapse. Okay, so this is that. Holy shit. That, that's pretty windy. You can barely even see parts of this building that's on this mountaintop. That, that's not what I would think Hawaii would do. That's not the, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about Hawaii. Like, my God, that is insane. So, uh, you know, if if people get hurt, hopefully nobody does get hurt in the uh, any sort of flooding or anything like that. Or hopefully there are no uh, massive consequences. Fortunately, since a state of emergency was declared, then maybe the state can start, uh, you know, doing things about it. I don't exactly know. By the way, if you know what kind of measures uh, a state of emergency on weather can cause to enact like you know how maybe there are certain policies that you have to declare a state of emergency and only then can certain things start to happen what are some of those things that they would be doing in this situation if you're more familiar with the uh the plight of being a governor and declaring a state of emergency on things like this so i'm curious to know if you do have that information please leave a comment in the chat or in the youtube video and be sure to uh, continue to subscribe and follow like and do all that all that shit i have I, look i have to say this because while the impressions are going up the metrics that don't meet that uh actually mean things and aren't impressions are not going up so i, I have to do the stupid ass the youtube shill the call to action the uh, <clears throat> all right practice practice we i know we got a couple reps in yesterday but we got to do it again okay <sighs> please be sure to follow like and subscribe for more content and uh you know also also off script press that notification bell too because that will that will alert you to when fresh new content happens live so I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I am indeed taking the uh, the night off tomorrow because I have to go to our office's Christmas party. So while uh, that's happening, if you're subscribed, then you know you'll have access to all of the all of the content because I've been putting out a metric fuck ton of content over the past couple weeks. And so look, at, taking a night off, it won't be a big deal. Hopefully, we'll get to all of the important stuff today because there is a lot to cover. We've got Gislaine trial, President Biden's meeting with uh, good old Vladdy Putin, and I do have a couple of really interesting stories that I want to uh, get to as well. But hopefully, you had a fine internet browsing day today because Amazon Web Services was out for most of the day today, which took down Disney+, Plus, Alexa, and a whole bunch of shit. They suffered from issues starting this morning, and they didn't go back up until somewhere around the middle of the afternoon, which is a very long day of people not having to have access to, oh, poor you, you don't have access to Amazon or Prime Music or League of Legends, or Ring, or Disney+, Plus, or Amazon Alexa, or Prime Video, or Instacart, or Venmo, or Robinhood, and a whole bunch of other stuff, which that's actually a very 
wide array of things that are hosted on Amazon Web Services, which, you know, if you're not familiar with the difference between Amazon Web Services and just regular Amazon, uh, Amazon Web Services are these uh, are the services that kind of keep the servers that keep most of or at least very big parts of the Internet up. It's not just Amazon.com. That's not what this means when I refer to Amazon Web Services, but it's just a really interesting look at how everything, everything is starting to be really interconnected and, <clears throat> excuse me, about how everything's starting to be like really connected and how, you know, you take one really big thing down and how that affects just about all of the internet. And that leads me to the question of uh, how possible would it be? How many things would have to go down for just the whole internet to break? And would that be a world that you would want to live in? I'm a little bit curious about that. I'm morbidly curious because look, we all fantasize about a world where, you know, maybe we could go back to like the eighties before cell phones, but they still had air conditioning at least. But uh, before cell phones, before you could record literally everything, uh, it, it, people kind of fantasize about going back to that world where uh, you know we don't have instant access to every possible thing that we could ever fucking want in any capacity while the outages were focused in the U.S. East region. Uh, so that means that not everybody might have experienced these outages. But for the vast majority of people on the East Coast, look, you're it was fucked. Everything's fucked. You can't use Amazon. You can't use your Ring doorbell camera. Oh, my God. You cannot watch Disney Plus while it's down. No. 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 Fortunately, it came back up uh, a little bit. A little bit later on in the afternoon, so... Look, your mileage may vary there. All right. I think what we'll do is we'll save the serious stories for uh, when we come back from break. We'll do serious stories in the second half. And look, I'll just I'll, I'll cover the joke stories for now and we'll have more of the fun towards the beginning. That way, that way, uh, hey, I'm connecting with you all out there. That way, you know, I'm lulling you in to thinking that this will be a very entertaining show. Not that when we cover the serious stuff, it won't be. But I'm lulling you in. That way you get baited into thinking that I'm not going to just rail on all of the important issues and all of the uh, the really uh, the stuff that actually matters throughout the day. But, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll kind of experiment with that. And your mileage may vary there. So another story is that debt collectors... So... You've probably gotten calls. You've probably gotten voicemails. At least this is I have a very bad problem with this because I'm in a metric fuck ton of debt right now. I've uh, went through some kind of tough times a little bit earlier this year and uh, racked up quite a lot of debt. Maxed out like two credit cards, uh, took out a fuck ton of loans. And now I have debt collectors probably calling me like a good three to double digit times a day to which... Oh, God, one of them. There's this one debt collector who uh, doesn't get the hint. Most of the debt collectors will only call you or text you or leave you voicemails from one phone number. And that one's easy. That one you can just go into your settings. Uh, blocked. You're fucking blocked, bud. And the uh, some of the other ones 
one of them in particular, uh, really has this bad habit of like, they must have some kind of system in their phone where they can like change up the number just a little bit by like one or two digits. And then they can continue to spam call you four times a day. And God, is it a pain in the ass? And I'm curious to hear from you guys out there. Now, if you're one of the lucky people that is not riddled in debt, then, you know, I'm I'm not talking to you. Go enjoy your life without debt, you fuck. But if you are one of those people that I'm speaking with, then, uh, you know, look, let's have a chat because I have some bad news for you. I hate to break this because you might have another debt collection problem on your hands because debt collectors will soon be allowed to DM you on social media. Now, we did have the 1977 Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which was legislation that governs how debt collectors can contact debtors, but it was drawn up prior to the evolution of internet and social media. But fortunately, the U.S. big business monster is here to just shit right all over that, and new regulations are now in place for some of this to account for the internet and social media era that we are in right now however fortunately we have at least a little bit of reprieve because i mean i know that look you would think of your social media as your safe haven from debt collectors they're they're calling me they're spamming my phone they're leaving me voicemails they're sending me text messages can i not be safe from debt anywhere formerly it was social media but now it is no longer social media because They'll be able to contact you through it, through DMs. However, there are some protections in place here at the very least, which is that they have to follow certain rules. This is from the uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. So, uh, look, I got some news. This is official, which is, A, the message must be private. So they say a debt collector can only communicate with you on social media platforms about a debt if the message is private. They cannot contact you on social media about a debt if the message is viewable by the general public or viewable by your friends, contacts, or followers on the platform. This would include your publicly visible profile page or any part of the platform where other people can see your message. So while they cannot post on your wall, they can't post on anything that other people can see, you better believe that these debt collectors are just going to be like worming and sliding their way into your DMs, kind of like that girl that you wish would be sliding into your DMs, or, you know, that that sleazy fuckboy, if you're one of the ladies out there. If, you, if you're that sleazy fuckboy that's trying to slide into your DM going, hey, hey. Well, now that hey could be a debt collector, and I'm telling you, maybe you're better off just fucking the debt collector. <laughs> All right, that, that sounds bad. But I'm just saying, you know, you 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 get in one of those fuckboys DMs. What what kind of benefit do you have there? But you get in a debt collector, you get the debt collector, you make him happy. Then you know, now all of a sudden you no longer have a debt problem. I'm just saying, I'm I'm offering I'm offering solutions here. So we'll we'll have to we'll have to see how uh, how people start to take this. Another key factor that is at play here. Another protection. For us, the consumer, 
is that the debt collector must identify themselves. So if a debt collector attempts to send you a DM or a private message requesting to add you as a friend or contact, then the debt collector must identify themselves as a debt collector. So fortunately, we won't have situations where you get you get like catfished by a debt collector. God, imagine that where a debt collector like maybe Oh man, if they re- if they ever repeal this, this is going to be an entirely new industry here, folks, which is that debt collector catfishing where they create fake social media accounts, kind of like those, you know, those fake hot girl accounts that you see on Instagram all the time. Uh I was talking to uh, I was talking to Justin last night and he was he made a note about how on one of his uh his iFunny accounts or maybe his only iFunny account uh, he's getting all these spam notifications about how uh, like generic hot girl and then one number i don't even know if that's the exact name they're all trying to click on his profile and i bet that they're all trying to add him too now imagine if that was a debt collector if that was hot debt collector 69 then you know we're living in an entirely new world here where i don't personally personally do not want hot debt collector 69 in my dms but again maybe that's just me I, i'm not uh, pushing my preferences onto all of you guys out there. So I'm just saying that I personally do not want uh, to be catfished by a debt collector. They make it so obvious, though. Like, the people that fall into these traps, the people that fall into these thirst traps for, like, generic, uh, generic-looking thought Instagram accounts and, like, TikTok accounts and accounts on other social medias like that. I, I don't want to victim blame here, but they, they kind of deserve it. You really think that you click on that one profile and it's got, like, 20 fucking numbers in it and they have one post and they're followed by, like, 10 people? You, you really think, you really, really think, and they've got one image on their account, do you really think that these accounts are real in any sense? Finally, one more way, one more protection that we will have from these debt collectors is that they must also include a way for you to stop receiving messages from them. They say even when a debt collector properly identifies themselves in a private social media message, they must give you a simple way to opt out of receiving further communications from them on that social media platform. So when they message you, they, you know how you get these spam text messages every now and then that just says reply stop to stop or reply unsubscribe. Well, all these debt collectors that have to to do that in while they're while they're sliding and worming and weaseling their way into your DMs, they do have to include one of those options to unsubscribe or stop. So, if you want to escape the the debt collection overlords on your social media, then fortunately, you will only have to deal with it uh, one time before you can unsubscribe. You can tell them to go fuck themselves, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it'll hopefully it'll work. We'll we'll have to see, but uh, I'm curious as to I'm actually very curious as to how as these new regulations have been passed, I'm curious as to how the debt collection meta is going to develop from here. I'm, I actually am imagining that we'll see screen captures and like text messages and memes of debt collectors trying to slide into people's DMS in some creative ways. And 
boy, am I looking forward to how the uh, the debt collection meta kind of develops. Now, I know that's going to adversely affect me, but you know it it it's okay. I I can handle it. I will handle all of the debt collector thoughts that uh, just slide their way in there. I'm not going to say stop. I might actually fuck with them for a little while and then just completely block them. So we'll have to we'll have to see how the debt collection meta uh, develops. Let's see. I think we have time for uh, for one more one more story before we go to break. And I want to make this quick because I want to know. Please leave a comment, by the way, if this is going to apply to you. But I want to know if you watched uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air now. The thing that I liked about Fresh Prince is that uh, obviously it was what catapulted Will Smith into, you know, fame and being an actual actor. And there's a new series that's coming out. It's essentially a dramatic adaptation of Fresh Prince. It's just going to be called Bel Air. And I don't like the idea of this because one of the things that made Fresh Prince so good is that. A lot of the, if it's all serious, now supposedly it's just this completely dramatic reimagining of Bel Air that also does not have Will Smith playing in it because it's kind of like a prequel story. But one of the things that made Fresh Prince so good is how the comedy balances with the dramatic moments. And when they're all dramatic moments, it seems like it'll just be kind of stupid and nobody's going to care. But the fact that they could have Will Smith and all the other characters on the show actually be in comedic situations, but also have very serious moments. Like, for instance, I watched that clip uh, a couple of days ago where Will and uh, Uncle Phil had this conversation after uh, Will's dad, spoiler alert, after Will's dad came back into his life and just pieced it out, and Will, like, broke down, and it was a whole three-minute scene where... Look, nobody laughed a single time for that whole clip. Nobody in the studio audience. I don't know if it was the studio audience or if it was a laugh track, but nobody laughed. It was a very touching and dramatic moment that really got you into the it, it caused you to identify with the sadness of Will Smith in that situation. And look, if the whole series is that moment, and if the whole series is comprised of stuff like that, I think it just it loses its appeal because there's no potential to going back to what was so captivating about Will Smith's story in the first place, which is that, you know, he's he's kind of funny, like it or not, even in dramatic roles. Will Smith is kind of a funny guy. And I think if you take that away from what the series is supposed to be or if you take that away from the series in general then I, I really think that it takes away a lot of the character and it takes away a lot of the appeal of what made Fresh Prince good in the first place. So this is this is one that's an opinion that I think is going to be somewhat polarizing, but I would like to know what you think. Do you have any faith in this new uh, this new it's a Peacock series for Fresh Prince? It's just called Bel Air. And it's going to be a one-hour series, and it's going to premiere on Peacock in 2022. It'll be a less funny and goofy look at the trials and tribulations of Will, a West Philadelphia native who got in one little fight, and his mom got scared. And you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. They, they didn't include that part. But you should have. That's supposed to be funny. 
So they did have a, a one-minute trailer, which unfortunately I will not be able to play. Otherwise, we're going to get fucking obliterated by the algorithm. So uh, go search it. Go search for it on YouTube. It's called Bel Air. Just look for the original trailer. Watch it and let me know what you think about this because uh, I, I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be kind of dumb. And I think they're 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 taking the most characteristic aspect of Will Smith's character just out completely. And I don't know. I, I think it's just going to be kind of kind of lifeless. It's going to be a serious look at the origins of the Will character. Oh, come on. Come on. I get that, you know, it, it's a representation of Will Smith's story. But at the same time, I, I think there's got to be a little bit of levity in it to have its impact really felt. But maybe that's just me. So let me know what you think by leaving a comment. Again, it is, of course, at Simulation Radio on everything. Leave a comment. Uh, and, you know, I might even leave a link to this video in the YouTube description. So, all right. <clears throat> Get to practice YouTubing, YouTubing again. Click the link in the description below. <laughs> Isn't that great? I'm a YouTuber now. Anyway. All right. When we come back, we got to get to all the all the serious stuff because the Gislaine trial had another day. All right. Sorry, Ghislaine. Ghislaine. I know the clip I posted yesterday. I just fucking slammed calling her Gislaine the whole time. But I, I think we're I think we're going to keep running with that. Plus, uh, New York City has instituted a major vaccine mandate for private sector workers. But on the same token, a federal judge appealed Joe Biden's vaccine mandates today. So there's a little bit of a duality there. We'll cover it. And we will, of course, also get to the uh, conference call. Maybe not the conference call, but the call about mostly Ukraine that uh, President Biden had with Vladimir Putin today. So look, all right, put your thinking, put your serious caps on, everybody. We're going to have to get to the real stuff, and we will get to it when we come back. Simulation Radio. Time to put your serious caps on, everybody, because it has come to the point in the show where we have to cover the news that everybody else cares about, the news that's, you know, making all the headlines and the stuff that you're supposed to be afraid over, and, you know, it's it's the biggins. So we do have, we'll start off with uh, President Biden, who had a phone call with... Russian President Vladimir Putin today, and among this, the topics in this call was the topic of an invasion 
of Ukraine. Now, in this call, he told Russian President Vladimir Putin that the U.S. is prepared to launch strong economic measures should Russia invade Ukraine. Now, the backstory behind this is that over the last couple months, Russia has appeared to start you know, getting their stuff ready. They're erecting supply lines, medical units, and fuel, which could sustain a drawn-out conflict should Moscow choose to invade Ukraine, according to, uh, at, at least according to, to CNN on this one. According to, you know, that CNN reported, but according to two sources familiar with the latest intelligence assessments. And uh, a the U.S. intelligence has also found that Russia could begin a military offensive in Ukraine in a matter of months as it amasses up to 175,000 troops along the border. So it looks like it looks like old Putin is getting ready to, you know, just walk in there and get some stuff done, maybe have just a little bit of casual warfare in the name of claiming Ukraine. That's it, a little unfortunate, but, you know, no, no, stay away from him, you bullies. However, uh, President Biden noted in his call, he actually kind of stood up to supposedly. Now, we don't have access to uh, the call between President Biden and Vladimir Putin. But from what it seems like, at, at the very least, this might just be Biden's PR people putting out that uh, that this is what happened. And he was a strong leader because, of course, you, you know how the mainstream media reports on stuff. But supposedly, President Biden... Biden, President Biden voiced the concerns of the U.S. and European allies about Russia's escalation of these forces and made clear that we would respond with strong economic and other measures in the event of military escalation. And he continued to reiterate his support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity and called for de-escalation and a return to diplomacy. The two presidents tasked their teams to follow up, and the U.S. will do so in close coordination with allies and partners. In the daily press briefing that occurred today, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, uh, she had a couple of remarks, but there were also some remarks about the National Security Agency fr from the president of it, who was asked a question essentially to the tune of, did President Biden get clarity from Vladimir Putin on whether or not he intends to invade Ukraine? And of course, one of the uh, the tough things that came out of this is that he could not get a straight answer from Vladimir Putin on this, which is, you know, it's kind of how it works in negotiations, right? You ask, okay, can I get a yes or no? Do you intend to do this? And Vladimir Putin did uh, not really give an actual no to that. So we'll have to stay on the watch and see whether or not uh, this invasion of Ukraine supposedly is something that actually happens. And do we end up following through on the supposed economic sanctions that uh, President Biden promised? So here is the head of the National Security Agency who responded to this question in the White House daily press briefing. Yes. Thanks so much. In the days leading up to this call, the White House and administration officials said repeatedly their assessment so far was that Putin had not made a decision over whether to invade Ukraine. So did President Biden get clarity from him on whether or not that is his intention? We still I'll do not believe that President Putin has made a decision. What President Biden did today was lay out very clearly 
the consequences if he chooses to move. He also laid out an alternative path, an alternative path that Sanctions. is fundamentally in keeping with the basic principles and propositions that have guided America in the Euro-Atlantic area for the past 70 years. And ultimately, we will see in the days ahead through actions, not through words, uh, what course of action Russia chooses to take. Very PR answer. Thanks so much. In the days leading up to this call, it, it sounds like that was a whole lot of nothing. So yeah, that's kind of how it works, right? I mean, that's what you're trained to do if you're a somebody that's being part of a press conference. You're kind of trained to just give non-answers, right? And that sounded like the biggest non-answer of them all. So this is another one of those situations where I'm very curious as to how this uh, as to how this story is going to play out. They also discussed some other stuff like some dialogue on strategic stability, a separate dialogue on ransomware, because, I mean, at this point, if you still believe the 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 Russian hoax or the the hoax about just Russia hacking the election, then I, I don't even know what to tell you at this point as well as joint work on regional issues such as Iran. So they discussed a lot of things, but the Ukraine issue was the primary one that they ended up talking about today. At least it's the one that got the most coverage. Whether or not that actually means that that's the most important thing that they talked about, once again, your mileage may vary depending on your faith in the mainstream media, which I would hope at this point is at an all-time low. So, uh, you know, I, we'll see. We'll see. The call lasted for about two hours over video. And supposedly, President Putin reiterated, or President Biden reiterated, America's support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. And, you know, we'll, if you invade, bad things are going to happen. So I, I'm curious as to... Uh, how this is going to develop as well. All right. One more, another thing before we get to uh, old Gislaine. I still can't believe we're calling her that. The mayor of New York City, outgoing mayor Bill de Blasio today, announced major expansions to what he's calling the Key to New York City program, which is the first in-nation vaccination mandate for workers and customers at indoor dining, fitness, entertainment, and performance venues. This comes on the heels of this very same day, a federal judge blocking Joe Biden's vaccine mandates that he created an executive order for on, I believe it was uh, September 9th, if I remember correctly. Uh, of This U.S. District Court Judge R. Stan Baker out of Georgia issued a stay to bar enforcement of the mandate nationwide. We'll get to New York in a moment, but the timing on these uh, these vaccine mandates is a little bit, I don't want to say suspect, but it, it's very interesting. So this is, uh, look, if you're on the side of lock everything down forever, we'll never, we never want to go outside again. We have to wear three masks and I have to fucking quadruple, quintuple vaccinate all of my children that are all three years old. If, if you're on that side, then you'll be very happy about Bill de Blasio's mandate today. But if you're on the side of, uh, and again, if you're on the side of, you know, we're fine. I think it's time to start getting over this. 
And I'm not saying that those two sides are completely mutually exclusive. Once again, as I talked about yesterday, there are multiple avenues that you could take in forming an opinion about this, which is that you can kind of be somewhere in the middle. You can be a little bit concerned. You can be somewhat concerned. You don't have to be full-on fucking doomer mode, but at the same time, you can also maybe continue to play it safe, maybe vaccinate yourself. I personally think that, you know, it, it's the personal responsibility is on us at this point. If you think getting vaccinated is a good idea, and especially if you're in an at-risk group, then you're probably better off getting vaccinated if you're more healthy and more prone to having the having natural immunity then at this point you're probably okay to just stick with your natural immunity so and uh, omicron too at this point we just need to stop listening to anybody about omicron because the person that discovered it came out and said it's not really a big deal cases are very less extreme there the deaths are not rising based on the omicron cases Despite the fact that, you know, we've had a local case over here in Tampa. And so every, everybody's going to freak out. Shirley. No. No. <coughs> He's back. But uh, either way, the timing of this is a little bit suspect. So just don't freak out no matter what side you're on. If you're on one of those extreme sides, then just stop. Stop freaking out about everything that, oh, my God, there's going to be a, a mandate. They're locking everything down. This is just draconian, and we need to rise up and fight for our rights. Or if you're on the side of, uh, you know, we need to just lock everything down. We'll never get to do anything else ever again. Full-on fucking Doomer mode. Then uh, just get a, get a hold of your fucking opinion. But... Back to New York City, which is that starting December 14th, according to this Key to New York City program, which was outlined by Bill de Blasio today, it will require children aged 5 to 11 to show proof of one vaccination dose for venues at uh, activities such as indoor dining, fitness, entertainment, and performance venues. So these are all like highly active places. And, you know, despite the fact that uh, the we're not really sure about the science of what vaccinating children aged 5 to 11 does, they'll be required to show proof of one vaccination dose. And then starting December 27th, New Yorkers aged 12 and older will be required to show proof of two vaccine doses instead of one, except for those who receive the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. So, look, Vaccines in general are good, okay? But here's the thing. All of the vaccines that we have, we have data over a long, very long period of time. They're proven to be effective. And unfortunately, we just don't have that kind of data with the COVID vaccine. And the problem with, all right, so I fucking ate the far right alive last night. So now it's time to uh, dunk on the doomer far left, which is that... Uh, Anybody that is against the COVID vaccine, this, this is their opinion, by the way, which is that if you're against the COVID vaccine or if you're against vaccine mandates, by the way, they updated this, the definition of anti-vax, anti-vaxxer in the Merriam-Webster dictionary of somebody who is also against vaccine mandates. So, I, oh, shit, I guess that means I'm an anti-vaxxer then if I'm against vaccine mandates. But the fact is, is that we don't have data on the science or we don't have data on the effect and the long lasting effects of what the COVID vaccine has done because we just don't have 
a long enough sample size to be able to test this over that long period of time. And I, I think it's just common sense. I really do. I really think that anybody that has just completely fallen into the doomer just vaccinate everybody and if you're unvaccinated you're immediately an anti-vaxxer and you need to be shunned from society if you're in that camp then you really really need to take a look at how quote-unquote pro-science you are because if you're not even allowed to ask questions or if you're not even allowed to just not believe in data then at that point, you're lost and you're just trapped by fucking dogma based on what the people on your side are telling you to believe. So either way, just have a clear head with this, everybody. Just stop freaking out about stupid stuff. Stop falling into the extremes and just go live your life. Focus on yourself, man. And unfortunately, the mandate from Bill de Blasio, this key to NYC program, will almost certainly be challenged in court, just like the executive order that uh, President Biden signed earlier this year was also challenged in court and was now appealed. So it, that doesn't spell out good news for uh, vaccine mandators in New York City, at least. Because after the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit halted an OSHA vaccine mandate, OSHA suspended enforcement of the rule because that was the big news when president biden signed the vaccine mandate a couple months ago was that oh it's an osha regulation now and you know ever since it was overturned they osha decided to uh suspend it all right oh check out this inflammatory language uh from bill de blasio here he said new york city will not give a single inch in the fight against COVID-19. Uh, you know, at this point, I don't think I think the fight against COVID-19 is over. We're just kind of living with it. Look, I, we get that this is going to be a natural part of our day-to-day -day lives and this is just going to be part of how we live, but at the same time, all the fucking all the fear-mongering, all of the authoritarian vaccine mandate bullshit, it it, it it's too much. It's gone on f too far and if you're on one of those extreme camps, then, you know, everything is either just all it's all a conspiracy. We're all getting fucking uh, 5G chips in the vaccine or you're you're on the completely doomer side of vaccinate everybody. And we need to send kind of like people in Australia. We need to send all the people that aren't vaxxed just straight straight to the gulag and there there's no in between. So my only advice to all of you guys out there is just. Be careful and just let the chips fall how they may. And that's that that's pretty much it. Speaking of which, uh, I have a a video here while we're talking about the, uh, the the vaccine camps or the covid camps that are going on in Australia, because this is just wild, man. This is wild. And it really lends a bit of credence to the slippery slope argument of, you know, uh, hey, we've we've kind of seen this type of thing happen somewhere in history before. Her name is Haley Hodgson. She's 26 years old, and she was just released from a 14-day detention camp at the Howard Springs Quarantine Facility in Australia. And she gave an interview to, I believe, some sort of uh, Australian news outlet about this. And she had some uh, some stuff to say about her time in the COVID concentration camp. 
I just waited for someone to come and test me. No one came to test me. The next people Let's who check rocked her out. up at my house were two That's other not what I meant officers. by that. Not literally check her out. My so these are, these are actually uniformed I'll hide police my camera normal too. police officers. Yeah. So then the police officers blocked my driveway. I walked out and I said, what's going on? Are you guys testing me for COVID? What's happening? They said, no, you're getting taken away. And you have no choice. You're going to Howard Springs. You're getting taken away. Um, Shipped off to the gulag. Now. Um, and we'll put you in the back of the Divi van. So, or you can have a choice to get a COVID I wonder where cab. else this has happened in history. So, of course, I chose the COVID cab because they said, well, if we're to take you, we're going to um, hand you a $5,000 fine. So, of course, I didn't want that to happen. So I just said, look, I don't consent to this. I don't I don't understand why I can't do self isolate. Let me go back a second here. COVID cab because they said, well, if we're to take you, we're going to. If we take you, we're going to hand you a $5,000 fine. So not only are they taking her out of her home where, as she said, you know, she's perfectly capable of self-isolating herself. They're also going to give her a $5,000 fine. C come on, Australia. That's that's fucking insane. Um, hand you a $5,000 fine. So, of course, I didn't. Obviously, this is the tale of one person, and you do have to take that testimonial with a grain of salt. But at the same time, this is not the first time that I've heard of something like this happening. So it just your mileage may vary on that. Again, do the research, form an actual educated opinion versus just uh, fucking parroting what all the pundits are telling you. That, that's that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Want that to happen. So I just said, look, I don't consent to this. I don't I don't understand why I can't just self-isolate at home like a lot of other people are doing. Um, and they just said, we've just been told from higher up where to take you. And that's all. Just there. following orders. So yeah, that that is insane. That's insane uh, testimonial from this 26-year-old woman who was shipped off to the COVID gulag over there in Australia. So all I'm asking, just keep your wits about you. Be smart about things. Don't fucking freak out about stupid shit. If you want to stay home, if you're still afraid of COVID, then stay home. And if you're ready to go out and maybe live your life with the risk of the fact that you might catch COVID, then you know what? That's kind of what life is all about is going out and taking risks and, you know, not shuttering yourself. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. I'm safe in my little safe place. I have a safe spot. Just live your life at this point just fucking live your life all right it is time fellas because we have gone through yet another day of the jizz lane maxwell trial uh, look i get it i know her name's Ghislaine or Gilon or whatever the fuck but it's too funny i have to keep calling her jizz lane i have to it i have to at this point it's almost not even an option so uh today we had some uh, we had some testimonial from a couple of witnesses. Jurors were shown photos of Gislaine rubbing Jeffrey Epstein's feet, and we heard from a witness named Jane who called the defense defense attorney the, the c word, or spoke to another witness who called the defense attorney a c word. Whoopsies, whoopsies! You don't call defense attorneys cunts in court. It's kind of bad. There were also documents from a hard drive that was recovered that described the ex the Epstein Maxwell relationship, uh, a document created by user Gmax that was recovered from a hard drive at Jeffrey Je Jeffrey at Jeffrey Epstein's Upper East Side mansion described a rosy relationship 
between him and old Gislaine, according to an FBI employee who testified on Tuesday. He said, Jeffrey and Gislaine, Ghislaine. You know, when I'm using an official quote, I should probably call her by her real name. But no, I refuse. I'm not going to do it. He said, Jeffrey and Gislaine have been together as a couple for the last 11 years. They are, contrary to what many people think, rarely apart. I almost always see them together, according to the document. Gislaine is highly intelligent and great company with a ready smile and infectious laugh, according to one of these documents from uh, Jeffrey Epstein's Upper East Side hard drive. Then, later on, another victim, Caroline, Carolyn, took the stand. She talked about over 100 times that there were sexual massages that she had to give Jeffrey Epstein between the ages of 14 and 18. She said, quote, something sexual happened every single time, which, you know, just quick math update, 14, 15, 16, and 17. You know, I, I get that when you're 18, but look, it's still unconsensual at that point. But look, uh, the numbers 14, 15, 16, and 17. Let's, let's do a quick check. Let's run it through the algorithm. And indeed, they are all, uh, they're all less than 18. So still underage, still pretty bad. Even at 18, that doesn't sound not bad. She had to wear a magenta and white striped blouse. Her straight brown hair parted in the middle. The alleged victim choked up several times as she described the abuse. Because, look, that sounds pretty traumatic, especially if you have to have over 100 sexualized massages. So that, that, that doesn't sound good. That, that doesn't sound good at all. Also, we saw some pictures of the uh, of Epstein's Upper East Side apartment where they found all of that data Pictures of old Gislaine and Jeffrey Epstein kissing, and also a help wanted ad for masseuses was shown in court today from files recovered from hard drives that included a help wanted flyer for masseuses in Palm Beach, Florida, that advertised excellent with an A on the end of excellent. So it was it was misspelled. It was a misspelled poster. Look, you've got that much power at this point. I think you would be able to spell excellent. But, you know, maybe maybe um, maybe I'm off base about that. The victim broke down on the stand once again after describing her more of her sexual encounters and talked about how uh, Gislaine allegedly groped her when she was just 14 years old. She came in, according to her, according to the victim, felt my boobs and my hips and my buttocks, she said with her voice breaking. And she also recalled being fondled after undressing for one of uh, the sexual Epstein massages. So that's the stuff that happened today. The government does expect to rest its case this week. So we might might get to wrap it up soon and just hope that nothing bad happens to old Gislaine before she uh, is sentenced and sent off to the gulag. Look, I'm not saying that there's not a grand conspiracy here, kind of like the one that killed no, no, no. Surely Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. There's nothing nothing going on here. Nothing going on there. So we'll we'll see if this ends up uh this ends up happening to old Gislaine as well. Let's do reach for the sky. Oh no, not my sheep! Somebody do something! Reach for the sky! Oh no, Woody. All right, let's make it quick today because I did spend a lot of time talking about the the serious stories. So, of course, at the end of the show, cool down with me, chat. Deep breaths. 
Namaste. And we do, of course, go to randomquestionmaker.com, where we have five categories, candid, weird, icebreaker, creative, and funny. And all right, so we did funny yesterday. Uh, you know, let's let's do candid. I think we haven't done a candid one in a while. And look, I know that we're gonna have to uh, make it a little bit a little bit quick here. Okay. Oh, here's a good one. Who was your first celebrity crush? Now, I have a funny story about this, which is that uh, I I was not super attracted to celebrities when I was young, but. I did something a little bit sociopathic, which is that, you know, in the youngin days when I was playing WoW, I was in this uh, guild that had a whole a bunch of people in it. We used to raid. And so I kind of connected with one of the other people in my guild. And this was right around the time when Transformers with Megan Fox came out. And I didn't really think that Megan Fox was particularly attractive. Like, I know that objectively she's pretty hot, but, you know, n- not really my type. It's a little, little, little too fake for me personally. But we got to talking, and uh, he, he asked me whether or not I, like, I thought Megan Fox was hot from Transformers. And I went on this very long tirade about how she's, like, super hot and I'm, like, just ridiculously attracted to her because the reason that I did that was because that's what I thought was, excuse me, that's what I thought was cool. I was just I was just kind of posing as somebody that thought that Megan Fox was hot, but I, I, I didn't really think that she was all that hot. And, you know, I, I did end up thinking a lot about that afterwards. Obviously, I, I do think that was wrong of me to do but look i'm fucking 14 years old what do you want from me of course megan fox is hot when you're 14 years old so i don't know maybe maybe that counts because that that is the first thing that came to mind i don't remember actually having a a crush on any other celebrity i'm just not that type of person i'm not the type of person to crush on celebrities or like really give a fuck about celebrities obviously there are quite a few celebrities that are uh absolutely banging now but you know back then it 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 wasn't really it wasn't really it it didn't seem like the thing to do anyway uh thank you all for joining me quick announcement i know that i covered this at the the top of the show and on social media but i will be taking tomorrow night off from simulation radio live so if you need some stuff to keep you busy, then please be sure to subscribe to at Simulation Radio on everything. I post the content just about everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. It is at Simulation Radio or slash Simulation Radio, whatever the fuck it is, on all of those platforms. We've got quite a bit of content from the past couple of weeks to uh, keep you guys busy tomorrow. So, And then, of course, we will return for... Us, the whole crew, the whole Simulation Radio crew will be back on Thursday evening at 9 p.m. for the very interesting show. It's going to be a fun one planned. I'm working on an entire game show sound bed, a whole panel on the soundboard just for game shows. And uh, I'm not saying it's because I secretly don't want to be a game show host at some point one day. But look, we got to get the reps. We got to get the reps in. We got to pop it. And we'll get to uh, all of that action Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern. So 
Subscribe to Simulation Radio Live everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe to The Very Interesting Show wherever you get your podcasts. And soon enough, I'll be putting all of them on the Simulation Radio Network podcast. So uh, especially as the network continues to expand, put more stuff on there. We'll all have a good time. We'll, it'll all be happy and merry, and it'll be a fun evening for us all. And with that, I'll leave you for the evening for Simulation Radio Live this week. I'll still continue to put out daily videos. I'll probably put one out tomorrow, too, before I do my work shit and go to my office Christmas party. Anyway, love you all. Stay sexy. Bye.